Well, howdy, howdy, green team. I'm excited to be hanging out with you today. Um, my interview today is with Doug Goodfeather about his book, Think Indigenous. Um, and we're, we're just kind of going with the flow here, trying to fit this in today with all kinds of crazy stuff happening. So we decided to just hop on early and make it happen. So um, thank you so much, Doug, for being flexible and for for uh, for making this happen today. So good morning. Good morning. <laughs> really nice to see you. All right. So um, I I first met Doug at a powwow that uh, that the Healing Hoop powwow in Denver, uh, Thornton, I guess, and um, I know that that's still happening all after maybe a break for for covid but that will be coming back strong with your work with um the lakota way healing center um but do you want to give a quick introduction i i was so excited to see this book coming out because i think for a lot of us that understand that the indigenous the people living the closest to the land that have that sense of what it is to be part of the cycle of life and to be a responsible part of it, um, that that's the indigenous communities and that that is what we've lost in the last several hundred, maybe longer years. And, and it's pretty difficult to know where to go to respectfully get that information and to to practice it for those of us who didn't grow up with that. Um, so I'm very excited about the book and would be interested to know a little bit about why you decided to, to write this, Doug. Well, Hello, my name is Doug Goodfeather. Good morning to all of you, my heart to you. Um, I guess I was trying to write this book a while ago, probably about maybe 2006. I was trying to write it, but I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't um, um, nourished enough, I guess, to have the wisdom I needed to have put in this book. So. It didn't come out until we, I started writing it in 2014. And a friend of mine and friend, friends of mine helped me do this by um, taking my trans, my, taking my um, my words and putting them into the book and, uh, and um, experiencing from um, my, my past and my upbringing and the way I was raised and how I utilize it today into this modern world. And it really has fulfilled my life so much that uh, I wanted to share it. It has helped me and guided me and um, prepared me in many ways for a lot of things that have come into my life, these ways that I live and I, that I was raised with really were instilled in me. And um, I was having a lot of, when I was, I, used to, I was in the military and um, I'm a combat vet. So when I came back, I struggled with a lot of PTSD. And uh, so I had to find my way back into my 
peace in my life, I guess, because um, I was really having a hard time with my life. Even lost my marriage and everything. And I understand that, though. I understand and I respect that decision because I did change. But I had to, I had to make myself better. So I went back to our traditional ways, and I used that philosophy to guide me and the teachings of my elders and the support of people, and also a lot of support from my comrades, which really helped me a lot because we shared shared stories. A lot of comrades that came from World War One, I, I mean World War Two, Korea, Vietnam, you know those wars, those elders have guided me too because their experience helped me. And so I listened to that and um, and helped me to do what I needed to do. But also I went to the VA and used that kind of logic, that kind of therapeutic logic, which really put into a lot of perspective and what was going on physically and mentally in my body, in my mind. So um, once I found out a lot of things that were happening, I took our philosophies and I combined it together. And uh, I took uh, the medicine from that and used it in my life. And then realized how powerful and how effective it was for me. So I wanted to share that kind of feeling with other veterans and other people with addictions and suicide tendencies and kind of support as well as the homeless. Because a lot of our veterans, a lot of people are homeless, not just our veterans, but a lot of people. So I went through that in my life as well. You know, in my history, I went through a lot of uh, things in my life that that the work that I'm doing, those were what I went through my li- in my life, in my past, were my teachers. And um, so I take those um, teachings that I've been through in my life experiences, and um, I teach people that, and I decided to write this book and I was kind of looking for guidance and help and had some friends that were really helping me a lot in many ways and they stepped up and we wrote the book and um, I put it down on uh, we reported it and uh, it took a long time to do this book we went over it I went over it many times with different people with different friends and got it to where I felt it was it was a ready to go out but it took a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of commitment that um a lot of commitment that you got if it wasn't for my commitment to stay in this way of life um this book would have never been written wow so so it's so this book is your way to pass on that healing experience that you've had in your own life and all the the wisdom and blessings that were bestowed on you. This is your way of, of giving that back, I think. Um, and in, in that perspective of, it's so true, you know, it's the, the thing of the, the willow tree that grows up in a greenhouse that's really weak, but the willow tree that grows up in the, with the 
hurricane winds and and the snowstorms and all that stuff that gets strong and we we wish it was another way <laughs> that we could somehow magically get stronger without going through all those uh all those challenges but that that does seem to be that does seem to be the way and and it's it's really neat too i think that you have that perspective especially as a veteran as um, someone from native community that that you bring that specific kind of perspective and i know at the at the powwow that i was at that there was you know a um a, a ceremony honoring honoring the vets um and and so do you want to talk a little bit uh, so just for everybody that's listening we're talking with doug goodfeather and um talking specifically about his book that just came out in april think indigenous uh, Native American spirituality for a modern world. And I put the link in the chat there. It looks, I'm not sure if it went through. I'm going to, I'm going to post that again. Um, but I was wondering too, Doug, about your work with the the Lakota way. Um, and then there's also um, Spirit Horse Nation. And I was wondering if you wanted to talk about one or both of those as well. Lakota Way Healing Center um, came from the vision quest that I was on. And so that vision I brought down to the earth to, the, to make it realize. And so that's what's happening now with the, all the programs that I work that I created in that, that Lakota Way Healing Center, the philosophies and the teachings I implemented that. Also my education. Um, so I took the logic and the spiritual and I combined it together to make people give perspective to people that come that don't have that kind of thinking to leave. And just bring them through a process through the mind, the heart, the body, teach them how to connect with their, their spirit, their, that energy that lives inside them, and to help it to flow better inside their life, inside their bodies, mind. To give balance inside themselves, so I, um, those that vision that I had, I brought it down. I brought songs down, and stories down from that vision quest. And so I put it into my, I implemented it into my life because um, that's not that wasn't my purpose in my life. That wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, I, at the beginning, I wanted to, I wanted to be an engineer or a lawyer. But I was going to structural engineer college school, and after the vision, everything changed. My whole life changed. My direction changed. My passion changed. And uh, this is what I've been doing ever since because um, it instilled in me a passion that is so powerful. And that passion has knocked down barriers and walls, and, and has given me the strength and the knowledge and the wisdom to do what I've been doing today. And so that's where that vision Lakota Way Game Center came from. And the reason why I call it Lakota Way Game Center is because I'm a Lakota and I came from our ceremonies and our traditions, our culture, that language, that way of life. If it was something else that I, other tribes or other Hollywood game or whatever, it wouldn't be Lakota Way Game Center. But the, the nonprofit called the Healing Group, 
into that hoop, I call it the sacred movement. And in that sacred movement, it, it, it picks you up and guides you and helps you in your life. And with good teachers and good uh, people that come and are willing to help and work beside me. And because this way is not easy to really, it's not, a, it's not an easy life. And um, so a lot of people, it's hard for, I mean, people can be spiritual, but walking in it is a different thing as well. And so when you have a good guider, a good teacher, somebody who's guiding you in a good way, it can bring you through those things. It can guide you through it. And then you, from there, you take your free will and you live your life with those kind of teachings and implement it into your life. You see the world in a different way. You know, when I used to be addicted to, I used to be a really bad alcoholic. I was homeless. And, um, you know, when the way I saw the earth, the way I saw life was just a flat plane, just flat. But when I went into our sacred ceremonies, and one of them was called Escuela, when I went in there, I was, something opened up in me in there. But when I came out, the world wasn't flat to me anymore. It was brown. I saw it brown. And then it made more sense to me. And everything started to line up and things started to heal in me. But that healing process, you got to get a lot of things out. It's going to come through you. And that's where people give up because of what's coming out. It's got to come through you, through your mind, through emotions, mental, through physical capacity. And so I use that. I mean, I use those teachings to help others. And the Spirit Horse Nation also came from a vision quest, um, a vision. Um, it was a, it was a man in my dream that came. It was actually my great, great grandpa. He came out of the clouds on a horse and um, he was riding a, in the Lakota society, we call these horses, spiritual horses, spirit horses. And um, he was riding a white horse and a Spot it, the last spot all over it, just like lightning bolts and hail um, on him. And um, so that's where that name came from because dreams and um, my ancestors and my elders have taught me and guided me in many ways. And that's where, because of those dreams and those guidances, I am where I am today because I went to many places to ask for guidance. And a lot of people turned me away, and a lot, I went through a lot of systematic um, issues and barriers because of my color of my skin and because of my last name. And, and, and when people see that, you know, you know, a lot of, I get, I get um, stereotyped. So, it, you know, I've been through a lot of struggles to get to where I'm at, and it was these ways, and it was, it was the, strength of what I was taught to keep moving through these um, constructs, blocks that were happening in my life. And so when I really live this life, it actually pushes barriers, it knocks down barriers, it pushes them out of the way. Because this is meant to happen. It's a process, a purpose in my life that's meant to happen to help people in their life and to guide them into healing. And for their life, use it, use it only in a free, willing way. It's not to corrupt you or to manipulate you, fool you, make you a believer or follower. It's to help you. It's all it is supposed to do. 
to help you and guide you. And if you choose to walk and live in a spiritual way, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and strength because that's a natural way to uh, live, pure truth. In our history, in my past, and you know, I'm not a perfect person, I've made many mistakes. But if I live in those mistakes, then it's just going to hold me back. It's going to keep me stagnant and corrupted. And that's what you see all over the place in addiction. You see that. And then we blame each other. We blame others for our problems and our issues. When we have responsibility and accountability of our own life, our own actions and behaviors, let's make a choice to do something that's not good. And when we do that, you know, it affects our lives. It just doesn't affect our lives, but it can affect our family, our community. So it's good when you bring this kind of uh, spirituality, this kind of teaching and discipline and structure into people's lives. It helps them, it gives them a purpose. And I don't just use my philosophies. I, I use like the horse, I use the fire, I use the eagle, I use the wind, I use the loud, the rock that we put in the swella, the swella, they're all philosophers. The buffalo, we put a buffalo skull on the altar. There's a reason why I do that. As a philosopher, the buffalo is one of our greatest philosophers, one of our greatest teachers in the fire. These are all teachers that I use. They have taught me how to be strong and to uh, learn how to figure things out. It's like, you know, when you start a fire, you got to figure it out how to do it. It's a windy day or rainy. you got to take time to do that. And that's what helped me as a teacher. That, that the fire was my teacher. So, you know, those are the things that I use to do with nonprofit organizations. Here's where nations And the things that you strengthen in your prayer and your meditation, 
And you're going to see that fulfilling in people's lives as well. Because meditation and prayer, when it taught me to be mature, to help me think of others, to have compassion, teach me how to forgive and teach me how to help others that way. Because when you sit down and you think, it helps you to mature. And so those are the things I've learned. And so I take that medicine and I implement it in people's lives. And I call it good medicine because that's the way that I was taught. Good way you pass it on. And you always reciprocate because you want everything to constantly flow and develop. Nothing's perfect, but those, those imperfections are features. We think it's hardships or they come into our lives to destroy us, but also our choices make those hardships come. So when those hardships come, learn how to think about them, figure them out. Depression, when depression comes, learn how to think about it, figure it out. And the only way to get through, get through depression, to go through it, to learn why it's here. It's not, depression isn't a bad thing because it's your body, it's your spirit, your heart, everything that's letting you know something's wrong. You need to take care of this and pushing it out, making awareness, to be aware of what's going on because if you let it go, it's going to build up, back on. It's going to get worse. And when you self-medicate, it just, it just takes a turn for even worse. It affects everybody. It affects your whole family and everything like that. So all these things that I, I live and I use in my life, use it to help people. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, and I think your, your experiences... Um, as you said, you know, like having that direct experience with addiction and with experiencing homelessness, that gives you that and those insights into how, you know, what's what's not working with that thinking. And I could imagine that that a lot of, as you said, like your your comrades, like fellow vets in particular, um, that this is such a beautiful resource to have healing so your book to to kind of explain what what that process is and what you're what you're getting at with that perspective and the lakota way healing center um and then and then also spirit horse nation as a way to to be sharing that philosophy of the interconnectedness and um you know i think right now especially that before the pandemic, people were feeling disconnected anyhow. But this has really, has really magnified how, how important connection is on our, on our mental health. And so many things that we took for granted, uh, you know, just hugging someone, seeing someone, when, when that was taken away, it's, it's like a, it's such a heartache um, that, that I think that you're, your perspective here is is really timely for a lot of people um, that are are maybe going through mental health issues that have have not really had that issue in the past before. So I I think it's that's the other part of kind of this global pandemic is a pandemic of depression and um, this disconnection. And so your your message of of interconnectedness and um, of of going back to some of these traditions and thinking of buffalo and and fire and eagles as teachers and uh, and 
Did you say butterflies as warriors? That's so cool. We have Victoria here joining us from France, and she's working on a project to revitalize this um, historic apiculture. So all this bee literature and bee research that was done for a hundred years, um, and it. And when she first saw a bee die off in Provence, that's kind of what spurred her. So I think it is that you know, any way that we can find the connections and um, and the passion and and for you um, with the vision quest kind of totally redirecting your life. I can understand. I always call myself a recovering engineer because I, I started in engineering and uh, thought that I could just fix things and realize now it's more about people and, and behavior change and how do we as individuals find the strength to believe in our own ideas um, and believe that there's better ways to do things and ways to work together and how figuring all that out, that's the that's a mysterious, magical, um, powerful path that we can that we can be on for sure. Yeah, you know, um, my uh, that kind of uh, work, my scientific and mathematical work that I, I also implement that in my work in my philosophy, and because I I put spirituality and that logic together and show people how it works in their lives. How they connect. A lot of people don't understand that, and so I get calls from from engineers and lawyers and priests and rabbis, and they call me to challenge me, they call me to question me how this works and how you use it in your life. And and so you know, I'm, sometimes I debate with people if they call me or want to talk about these things and how they um, how they're trying to analyze it where they're fit in their life. And for me, you know, it's a natural, it's a natural order. Everything's a natural order in the world. I mean, it has a natural order, but when we corrupt it, when we get in its way, it takes longer for this natural order to, to implement itself in our life. And because we, um, we live in a construct society, a Western society that has Put this construct in our lives and really um, corrupted our peace in many ways and it helped us many ways but not in a healthy way because look at the trail that we left and these things that have been invented and we left the trail of trash and now our children's got to pick that up unless we do it but you see this mess in, the, in, the, in our political world what they're fighting will be here and living a good life, there's people over here that are poor and hungry and homeless and poor. Ones. And so that's where I come in. This is where I come in here. And then I, when I come in here, and teach these people and help them come out of the depression and whatever, you know, these are warriors that are being built, that are being made, that are being created be a different thinker, a different philosopher, because you take them out of that concept and you put them into a natural healing process. And when that natural healing process happens, it's, uh, 
particular movement that's moving around you. And all of those have formulas on them. And people call it the sacred geometry, however you want to name it. But what we call it the Dakuwa Kashkashka, the sacred movement. And that's scientific. And if you look at it, and if you look at it in a scientific way, it's very scientific and mathematical and has a lot of equations in it that you can take and implement in your life and, and guide you and, and use those things to help you in your life and our connection between uh, a reality and spirituality. People get stuck there. And so I bring in quantum physics as well and use that implementation and that spirituality and reality connection because that's a conduit, it's the filter of our connection. Energy 
So you grow into it and it helps you. But what's going on now is just being like, came in and people are confused, got jitterbugs, and losing it. They're getting so upset and fighting each other. This racism is coming up and it, it, it really, <laughs> it really uh, confuses me. And it's kind of uh, the way these the educated people going off the handle. And so these spiritual ways that I live, that I've been brought up with, helps you with discipline like that. It teaches you how to be calm and that kind of stuff. You're not to figure things out. You're not to go through it. And our people have been through so much. And, uh, but we're survivors. We're, we're adaptable. We came in that, that spiritual intelligence that brought us to that. And so I take all of that teaching and got to implement it in people's lives. Well, I can't wait to read the book. I mean, I, I normally would have read the book before the interview, but since it just came out, I didn't even have a chance to uh, to get it here and 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 read it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's just such a beautiful and mysterious thing, this all of life and, and the, the interconnectedness, but then also your, you know, like you said, the self-actualization, figuring out ways to to take responsibility for yourself and and uh, and find the teachers and the practices that that help you stay strong in the midst of of all kind of the craziness and yet um, you know being able to to believe in yourself and believe that that you were meant to to have a, a really beautiful life and and that every day that you're good enough and figuring out how to do all that is is complicated and so it's really neat to have these uh you know to to have your book as a guide to to bring us back to here's the ways that people have been using for for thousands of years and this is a resource um that that we can use for so back to your tagline of um of, of a guide for for the modern for the modern world. Um, so I'm so excited to to be reading that. And um, I thank you so much, Doug, for for joining us. And I have so many different questions for you, but I know that you just had a little bit of time about where you grew up and vision quests and and so many things. So so let's let's do another session. Um, maybe I'll I'll um, I'll have a chance to read the book and we'll we'll regroup um, in a couple of months and get you back on the podcast so we can talk more uh, because I, it, it's just been an awesome conversation. Um, and I, I know we just have a, a few minutes today. So thank you so much for rearranging your schedule and everything to fit us in um, today. And I just, I'm so thankful for, for the book and for your, your presence um, with us. Yeah, there's um, another book coming out. So I was, um, in my dream, I'm supposed to write seven books in my life. Probably hopefully write more, but there's another one coming out. So I'm going to be writing. I want, I'm just writing that one now. <laughs> and um, happy, you know, so the next book is uh, on its way. <laughs> it's going to coincide with.
what did you say? What's, what is the focus of the next book, did you say? The mind, the heart. Oh, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, well, this is great. Um, yeah, so I'm so excited to read the book. And we, we had a couple comments in there from Marie France and from Kyle. The book is incredible. The book is very inspiring. <laughs> and Victoria from France saying thank you so much. Um, so, yeah. And, and her comment about um, for the generations to come. So it's really neat to be yeah, thinking about this, this combination of your, your ancestor coming down from the clouds in a, on a horse to, to turn your life around and say, no, Doug, actually, not, you're not going to do that. You're going to do this. Um, and uh, <laughs> you're going over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you're right. It's not easy because it is, you're, you're kind of living against I don't even want to call it flow, but like the whole cultural norms of consumption and and all the values that are there, uh, you know, everything from food to whatever um, is it's a lot that's really kind of messed up. And and to to take a stance going another direction isn't easy, but it is really cool to think of the you know, Buffalo and our ancestors and, and fire and all these teachers that are here and that are uh, ready to help us. So, so excited about your book as, as a guide for doing that. So everybody check out and you can give a contribution to support the Lakota Way Healing Center. Um, check out Spirit Horse Station and Doug's just holding up his book, Think Indigenous. And the subtitle is Native American Spirituality for a, a Modern World. You can get that from Hay House. Um, and so I'll, I put that link in the chat, but we'll have all that stuff in the show notes as well. All right. Well, thanks so much, Doug. I'm glad we were able to do this today. Really appreciate everything that you do and that you are and that, that you shared it all with us today. And um, the proceeds, most of the proceeds are going to... Uh program. So it's helping building the program, the, the healing center. It's been going to be a physical place. And then it's in a building, it's in a building process right now. So this, this vision has brought everything that needs to be on this earth. <laughs> it's amazing. And I look back and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's neat. Right. So the 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 idea of you being given a vision much greater than you could have imagined for yourself, but those obstacles also being cleared for you and people bring coming into your path uh, to help make it happen. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see. All right. So thanks so much, Doug. I know you're heading off on a drive. So drive safe. Thanks for being with us today. And everybody, next week, we're going to be talking with herbalist Brigitte Mars. 
and also with Bethy Lovelight. And the topic is get off your grass and uh, create a, a, a garden. And so the idea is what can you do with your lawn and how can you change that over to being um, an edible uh, creation. So that's the get off your grass next week with, with Brigitte Mars and Bethy Lovelight. And they've created some videos, some music, poems, um, articles, all kinds of ways to, to get that message across. All right. Thanks a lot, Doug. Have a great day. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks everybody. Bye.